Thanks everyone for coming back. This is Tyler, um, interview with Avatar. I have a very special guest today, um, my man Dylan Wilson. Uh, you guys might know him uh, as Dylan eighty eight Wilson on Twitter, and uh, this is the first time him and I have ever talked. So, how you doing today, Dylan? And I'm doing great now that I'm here. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? It's good yeah. talking to you. Not, not too, not too much. Um, you know, it's it's Sunday night, uh, a relatively warm weekend here in Ohio, and uh, got quite a bit of stuff done today. How, how was your weekend? Man, work in <laughs> March Madness and everything. So yeah, I was I was busy. Yeah. So so you 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 follow college basketball quite a bit then? Not just not oh. just the Lakers and LeBron. Yeah, I, I try to follow a little bit of everything. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, Lakers are on top. You know, you gotta follow LeBron and the Lakers above else. But I try to follow everything, March Madness included. Nice, nice. Uh so uh if you could, um, you know, uh, get, like I like I was talking uh, right before this you and you and I it's like the first time we've actually ever spoken uh together um you know we, we've been following each other on Twitter quite a bit so if you can go ahead and, and tell me and the people who listen to this a little bit about yourself you know family uh where you're from what you do for a living and whatnot yeah my name's Dylan Wilson I'm from Illinois moved around a bunch of times but I claim Illinois is my place um uh yeah I'm, I have a wife I have four kids <laughs> I'm a family man I, I'm a nerd at heart. I like all the nerdy stuff, horror, Star Wars, <laughs> video games, anime, you name it. I'm probably a fan of it. Wrestling. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Cowboys fan, a LeBron fan. Yeah, we go to music. I like Freddie Gibbs. I like a lot of the stuff that people seemingly don't like for whatever reason. <laughs> but here we are. And, and uh, yeah, man, I, I just try to uh, try to make people laugh. You know, I'm a big mental health advocate. And I know you are as well. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, I try to you know turn my pain into laughter, and, and here we are, man. <laughs> yeah, some some dark humor sometimes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, so you say you're from Illinois. What part of Illinois are you from? Quincy, Illinois. Quincy. Yeah, uh, I've been here since uh, I think I was like eleven, but yeah, I've been here since I was eleven, and uh, I my my family lived here before, so I visited a lot. I bounced around as a kid, but yeah, Quincy, Illinois is where I claim. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not the biggest city. It's right next to Missouri. Uh, I, you go across the bridge, you're in Missouri. So I'm not by Chicago or anything like that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot closer to St. Louis, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so being being from the Midwest, you and I have that connection. Uh, another connection, because, you know, you and I are both wrestling fans, Cowboys fans, nerd stuff, yeah. you know. Hell yeah. Uh, um we'll get to that stuff later but uh if you ever like have you ever so you, have you ever been to a cowboys game yeah I've been, I, I was at the cowboys dolphins one i think 2019 i've been to a couple cowboys chiefs one my first one was where miles austin at 250 okay yeah yeah before the game I, I, i'm a two-mile horn a little bit i was like i was i was with a, a good friend of my dad's he's the one that bought me the tickets i was i was a teenager yeah and uh uh he was like, who, who should I look out for? I was like, watch Miles Austin, man. This guy's good. I'm telling you, he's really good. Because pregame, he was catching everything. And then he, of course, he goes off for 250. And I bought a Miles Austin jersey that day. I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how'd you become a Cowboys fan? Uh, my, my big brother, uh, he's, a, he's a Cowboys fan. And I've always looked up to him and everything. My, my family is half Cowboys fans, half Chiefs fans. 
I went with the Cowboys fans. I probably should have went Chiefs fans. You know, they were winning the Super Bowls and everything now, but nah, fuck them. <laughs> it's yeah, Cowboys. They, yeah, and, uh, I mean, they, they've had their tough years too, like Matt Castle and, you know, Larry, the Larry yeah, Johnson. So do we, Matt Castle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, yeah, my big brother was a Cowboys fan. He gave me a Cowboys hat, said they're the best team. And I was like, yep, I'm Cowboys fan for the rest of my life. And here I am. All right, you ain't gonna get see no resignation letters from me on Twitter going to the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you, you and I, you know, we, like, I, I've had my Twitter account since like 2017, but I started doing stuff like last year quite a bit, quite a bit on it, uh, and you as well, because uh, I remember like you were posting. Uh, you were posting like the LeBron James uh, stuff, the Dak stuff, and you had like 300 followers, and then you went to like yeah. 400, 500, and then all of a sudden you were like at, you know, 1500, and like it was like it seemed like a week. Can you yeah. tell us a little, a little bit about that? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it was kind of like people like you and Steven on Twitter and everybody. You, you kind of like retweeted me and said, "Hey, go follow this guy and stuff," and people started like following me. All of a sudden, tweets are like blowing up. You know, I even had Zeke retweet me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think I think just a, it all kind of snowballed and everything. And I got a lot of followers from there. And uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm just here to make people laugh, and I tell a lot of jokes and stuff. And you know, sometimes at our own expense. And I think a lot of Cowboys fans can relate. And it just kind of it kind of became a life of its own. And I was just like what the hell like why are people following me <laughs> like me of all people you know like it was just cool my my girl was you know she's like what you got more followers than me i was like yeah but you post a selfie and you, you'll have more followers than me just watch <laughs> yeah yeah no, yeah no kidding uh so like uh so, so you have you have like the, the other stuff um you're, you're really big you had your your youtube show called off top um can you tell tell us the premise about that and then how it kind of how it kind of got going from like the I believe it was the Dak versus Carson uh video that you had that's right so uh what I first originated the idea like a couple of years before I actually started putting out videos for it like I wanted like you know an ESPN style uh style broadcast you know I wanted the production side the graphics and everything like that but I wanted to add like more information than they do <laughs> because yeah, oh, yeah. You know, it, yeah I I, I I wanted to be like a very in-depth thought-provoking channel and I kind of went overboard because my videos were like 20 minutes long but if you watch it from start to finish I try to hit on every single argument I try to think of a counter argument and I respond to it before they do before they do you know and uh yeah I try I, uh, I I would talk about the Cowboys I would talk about LeBron I incorporated wrestling now I kind of moved it over to TikTok. I'm talking about anime, talking about Michael Myers. You see me talking about all kinds of stuff. I have taken a step back, you know, for a lot of different reasons, but uh, it, you never know. You'll, you'll see videos on all kinds of stuff. The premise is still the same, but now that I'm on TikTok, I got a time limit. So I condensed it down and, you know, but this, but the, it's still potent as ever. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, I'm not on TikTok. Uh, what, um, I know I, I actually went to your page though because I've seen that you did you did the, the Michael Myers because you're a big fan of the Halloween stuff and I actually uh, I seen that you uh, you told people to watch the, to play that Visage game so I watched like a almost like a five hour video one time and I'm just like man <laughs> uh, so like what is, what is like um I know that everyone is probably listening to this probably has TikTok besides me but like what 
what is your time limit? I know like 15 seconds to what? Like what is the what's the max time limit? Three minutes is the time limit. So I, I usually go about like two minutes. Two uh, minutes? Yeah. 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 So you say like I said, same thing. I try to just stuff as much information as I can. I'm better with editing now so I can cut out, you know, the breaths in between and stuff and try to speed it up if I have to. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I'm just trying to make it more consumable that way, you know, because people attention spans, you know, not what they used to be. So you got to You got to move oh, up times or you move out. Yeah. My, like my, my, my kids love Instagram reels and, you know, like, uh, you know, like my early 20s, it was like vines, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> and then everything, everything's gone from there. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, you're, you're a big uh, Dak Prescott stand. Um, you know, you had the, yes, they, they can't see my t-shirt. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me see if I, I got my D4K hat. There yeah. you go. Um, so, um, you know, uh, you were doing, you did that thing where you made that, you know, you made that metric last year, um, you know, Cowboys stats and what uh, stats and whatever he, re he retweeted it and he was talking to us about it. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so, stop being humble. You're you're just as much a part of that as I am. <laughs> um, so, uh, what, uh, what, uh, how do I say this? Uh, what makes you such a big Dak Prescott scan and a and a advocate for mental health? Uh, I had a very rough childhood growing up. Like, I I probably won't go into too many details, but right. it, it 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 was terrible, man. And uh, I I had a I had a a tough time coming up and and when i did i, I never thought i would be here like well, yeah. when i was 18 like i i never thought i would get this far i didn't plan my life accordingly i kind of sabotaged myself to get to this point but being here and like i can see that in dak prescott too like where i see that he lost his brother like he lost his mother to cancer he you know he, he he's the quarterback of the cowboys he had tony romo the owners all breathing down his neck uh, you know, you, you have the, the media's eye on you. You have half the fan base rooting against you. And for him to still come out after breaking his ankle and coming back better than ever, having the best season of his career just shows his mental toughness. And I admire that mental toughness. I, I have so much respect for people who have gone through something and can get to a point where pressure is a privilege like that. That I love that mindset. And uh, I would I would never choose a quarterback over Dak Prescott. Like I love that he's leading our team. I love that guy to death, and I'm I'm happy he's our quarterback, man. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, you know how he he goes through that, and then you know you get the the out and when he was outspoken on it, you the the players, the other players around the league speak out on it, and I I actually and I'm I'm glad that the NFL is taking like that that kind of stance towards it now. Um, so besides that uh you're a wrestling fan um yeah. <laughs> a lot a lot of people might tune out of this uh so what are you what are your thoughts of uh like the giant roman reigns push that they've had for like seeming seems like five years now well it's gotten a lot better these past couple of years ever since they kind of rebranded them yeah. but like I love it. Like a lot of people are fans of underdogs and fans of like parody and all that. I'm a fan of like the overwhelming favorites. I want the, I want, you know, the, the gladiators to clash, you know, Roman Reigns and Brock, Brock Lesnar. I want the, I want people to build their stars, you know, 50, 50 booking ain't going to make you a superstar. I yeah. want them to push Roman Reigns because if Roman Reigns is that, you know, that target, that head of the table, the person at the top of the mountain, 
people are going to be gunning for him. You, <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to make the people below him better. And whenever you wrestle against Roman Reigns, you got a bona fide superstar now. So uh, whoever wrestles against him, that star rubs off on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that push. Yeah, it's a uh, kind of what you just said. Kind of reminds me of like the Cowboys. You know, they the Cowboys are this team that everybody hates, but they're always in the limelight. And everyone right. is, you know, everyone's just kind of pushing against it. So that, that's pretty cool to get that, like, that kind of perspective on it. Um, so I seen that you just tweeted out before this came out, uh, like the whole Randy Gregory thing and the toxic fan base and whatnot. Um, so have you ever had an experience? Um, I, I believe you have with the toxic, the toxicity of the Cowboys fan base. Uh, absolutely. But uh, my, my overall point is it's not just Cowboys fans. But yeah. Sports fans in general are just toxic as hell. Yeah. Like how many times do you see someone like lose a fantasy football game and they go off on the player? <laughs> like, you know, uh, you, you see people get a big contract and people are tagging them, talking crap about them in their mentions and stuff, talking about their they don't deserve it and everything. They go to a different team. They message their family members, message their wife, sometimes give them death threats. And like Eagles fans throwing cans at, at Vikings fans and stuff. It, yeah. There's toxic sports fans everywhere. And uh, Randy is right. The Cowboys fans are toxic, but it's not just Cowboys fans. It's all fans. It's the same thing in Denver. I promise you. I had Denver fans talking <laughs> the wildest stuff in my DMs when it was their week. So <laughs> I promise you it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the uh, – oh, I'm blanking real quick. What was I going to ask you here? Uh, I'll, 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 the LeBron stuff too. Like people yeah, oh, under yeah. his mentions, like, you know, people make whole accounts like LeMickey and just all types of stuff like – that yeah. I think there's like something seriously wrong with these people. Like you don't have to like LeBron. Like who cares? You know, you can think Jordan's better. You can think Kobe's better. It, it is what it is. It's like, it's no big deal. But when you're like dedicating your life, your social media account to hating on somebody, LeBron will tweet something about his kids and stuff. And you'll see people in the comments, you know, like talking about how he's a fraud and everything. Like there is something seriously wrong with the general sports fan. And, <laughs> and like I said, toxicity all around, but not just Cowboys fans. Yeah. And it, it seems like, you know, um, it, there's, a, it, it, it's people with like multiple accounts. Like, like you said, there's like something like seriously wrong with them. And it, uh, I, like I've said it before, like, it's, it's almost like you need like an aptitude test to use social media anymore because people are just like, it's, it's absolutely insane. Like you can get on like some random ESPN post and you'll see stuff like about, uh, you know, like a, a Mickey mouse ring. And it's just like, it's like yeah. copy pasta all the time. Yeah, it's silly. And even that the Mickey mouse ring, like, so the Lakers were the number one seed. They had to go to the bubble. They lost their home field advantage, their home court advantage. They had to play uh, every game, like, without fans. You had to adjust to all this. Like, players are going off, like, role players are going off for 50 and stuff. And and you think that's easier, like, to go win a ring like that, like, you're uh, than, than just the average ring? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, if it's so easy, why didn't your team win the championship that year? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you said, you're taking you're taking them out of things they know. They're taking it out of, out of their element, sticking them in some random place and say go play ball without seeing you know your loved ones for you know whatever it is a month or two exactly know, so, and yeah, they had a shutdown amidst the the middle of it <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> they almost they almost didn't continue but yeah 
go off limit, you guys. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what makes you what makes you such a big fan of like of the horror movie genre? Uh, I had a sister, a big sister. She was a big fan of it, and uh, she traumatized the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> like she had all the masks. She had people like pranking us and stuff. Me and my uh, me and my nephews who were my age, so they're kind of like cousins. Uh, they, they would chase us around in Michael Myers mask that we go to the basement or someone there in a rocking chair and a Freddy Krueger outfit, you know, like, <laughs> but as I grew up, I grew to appreciate it. And and now that like, it doesn't scare me anymore or anything like it, like, I just love it. I, I love, I love the lore. I love the, the character development and I'm a dark person in general. So you can get me talking about like the intricacies of Michael Myers character and all that, you know, so <laughs> So, so I just is, love I love horror in general. So are are you, so are you a, a big fan of just the classics, or do you go anything that someone would re- would recommend? Like, give me an example. What would you recommend? Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna like recommend. I don't I don't watch like a lot of those kind of movies. But like I've seen The Conjuring's. Um, like growing up, like one of the big ones like was The Grudge. You know that yeah. was kind of like a, a kind of like a freaky one. Um, yeah. You know, for like a, a teenager, that kind of thing. So. Um, yeah. So like almost like those B kind of movies. Do you, do you get um, do you get into those kind of movies as well? Are you just are you stick to like the main franchises? Yeah, I I love like it doesn't matter if it's A or B movies for me. Like what one of my favorite horror movies of all time is Hellraiser Inferno. Most people have never heard of it, never yeah, seen never. it. It's a low yeah low budget movie, but I I, I think they did a did a masterful job. And uh, but uh, the thing for me is that. Uh, Paranormal movies don't really do anything for me because I don't believe in ghosts. Like my wife is scared of uh, her scariest movie she's ever seen was Paranormal Activity. For me, like I don't believe in ghosts, so it does nothing for me. Conjuring movies are the same. I do like Insidious though because they actually show the ghosts on screen, the demons and all that. And so I think that's where the disconnect was for me. Is I actually need to see it. My imagination isn't good enough to believe in ghosts. I guess I can't suspend my disbelief in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you you said you you know you, you like the dark stuff. Uh, how do you like how do how do the Saw movies stack up uh, in in your horror movies? Uh, I like the first one. I, I remember the sixth one being good. Second one was good. I didn't like the other ones, but. Uh, uh, I'm not so much a gore person. Like if there's gore, great. Like I'll appreciate great Michael Myers kills, but I need like a story behind it too. Uh, I need a, I need a reason for these people to be dying and I want to feel sad when they do. <laughs> Speaking of ghosts, that <laughs> <laughs> just kind of pops up out of the, out of the dark here. How uh, you doing? <laughs> so how you doing, Holly? <laughs> uh, so um, are you, are you a big fan of the Avenger movies? You are, uh, I've, I've seen them all. Uh, I, I, I like I like the Batman movies and Spider Man movies the most. But yeah, I've I've seen them all. Uh, I know you're a big Marvel guy. You've seen all the TV shows and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my kids are pretty pretty big into them. And now like, uh, you know, they're my oldest at the age. Where they're playing like Fortnite and stuff. So they they have the characters yeah. on there and stuff like that. So like I kind of oh, like who's your it. who's your favorite superhero then? My favorite superhero is Thor. Thor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, in my like, top three. Yeah, his uh his character arc is gonna be pretty insane here in this next movie. So, yeah, uh, where where do you think they're gonna go with it? Like, I, I know after Endgame and all that, like it, uh, they they got a lot to I don't know to move. Where are they going? What's the direction? Uh, so it, he's basically uh you know he he left uh and he's he's gonna end up fighting Gore the God Butcher, which is crazy because he's like, I think he's like a like a hundred times stronger than Thanos. So 
Are you um, serious? Yeah. So you, you, we're about to get OP Thor uh, is what I think. Cause uh, I think Jane's going to be back in this movie too. His girlfriend, Jane. Um, so I think we're going to get OP Thor and like his, his top of his character arc coming. So it's going to be, it's going to be. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, I was saying, but before I saw the movies, I always had the assumption that Thor was like, like stronger than Thanos, stronger than like, you know, obviously Captain America, Hulk. Like yeah. I thought like, uh, but they seem like they kind of dumbed him down a little bit. You think he's now going to get, you know, raised yeah. up to that God level where he's like yeah. kind of super managed. Yeah. They, they kind of showed it, you know, in, uh, in infinity war when he, when he held, when he, he held the power of the star when he created Stormbreaker. Um, yeah. So that's like, that's like the, the glimpse of it. And then, you know, he, he basically thought the universe was vanished because of him, you know, because he didn't go for the head or whatnot. Sorry if you people haven't watched this movie yet, uh, but there's a statue uh, of limitations. You have to see it by now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but I'm I'm pretty sure we're about to see like an OP Thor, which is going to be amazing. So what what do you think of the Batman? I have not seen the Batman yet. Oh, I can't tell you nothing then. Yeah, I, I'm really I'm really not like a am really not a DC guy. Um, I I haven't even seen like the new Suicide Squad or. I don't even think I've yeah. seen the Justin the Justice League movie. I, mean, I haven't seen Justice League either. I, I don't give a damn about none of the rest of them, but I like the Batman movies. Like, I love Dark Knight. I love Dark Knight Rises, and this one's pretty good too. It's just not the Dark Knight, of course. But yeah, it's pretty there, good. I've seen the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises. The last DC movie I watched, I think it's a standalone, was the Joker, and that was that was a pretty good movie. It, that was, I yeah. mean, it was a pretty dark movie. Um, yeah. So I imagine, like, like people have said, like the Batman movie will probably probably fall like right within that darkness yeah and uh yeah i think i think well what i've grown to appreciate about batman is like uh he's more grounded it's more realistic and everything and like as a kid i was more of a spider-man guy but now i feel like as i'm getting older i appreciate the batman movies more and i like the gritty realism and all that and uh, and they are there's horror movie elements in this one you obviously know i appreciate that so yeah, if you get around to watching it, I think you'll like it. Yeah. So uh, we'll swing over here to a little bit of cowboy side. Um, so do you think 2022? Do you think they're setting up McCarthy to be a lame duck coach this year? <laughs> it certainly seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> like you're you're getting rid of you're getting rid of Amari Cooper. You know you got a you got a fifth round and a sixth round uh pick switch but uh, like uh, you're letting go of amari cooper you didn't sign cedric wilson he was one of your key go-to guys especially in the clutch randy gregory you fumbled that trying to backdoor him allegedly whoever you want to listen to and uh, like i don't get it man they haven't signed jaron curse it seems it really seems like they're trying to put the team in position to have the cap space for next year 2023 when they get sean payton potentially and just start fresh from there and this year you know you you get you dump all the bad contracts maybe lose more games than you should get high draft picks and then start fresh in 2023 uh, it, it's certainly looking that way to me yeah so um and the way it ended um in your opinion do you think the offense was more on kellen or do you think it was the front office poking around, telling people, hey, uh, get the ball to my playmakers, my money uh, guys? I don't know, man. Like, I know I know the rumors, like, about the Lyle Collins stuff. Like, they they made Lyle Collins start, you know, and they were 
they were kind of pressuring them to feed Zeke even when he had the the MCL like uh, since week four. So I, yeah, it it, it 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 would it wouldn't surprise me, but I don't know. Like I can't. Uh, I think Ke- Kellen deserves some blame too because yeah. like you have to be able to scheme out of cover too. <laughs> especially when you have uh, a tight end like Schultz, you know, you can't, you can't stretch the, sh- uh, the seam and all that. So uh, I don't know, man, you, you had three number one receivers. You couldn't get the ball to CD lamb or Amari Cooper. You couldn't find ways to do it. You were running screen passes like uh, <laughs> when they weren't working, there's just a lot of boneheadedness on the offensive play calling as well, but it, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if they were, you know, sticking their nose in the business. Yeah. So uh, in this coming up draft, um, obviously we want them to take a wide receiver. If, if you had a choice of the, let's say like the top eight receivers uh, in the first two, maybe three rounds, who who would you want to be the wide receiver, the Cowboys? I'll be honest with you. I do a draft binge the month of. Okay. I haven't done any draft coverage whatsoever except for okay. Tyler Linderbaum because yeah. our center was so bad. <laughs> but uh, Next month, I'm going to deep dive like 100 plus prospects and I'll be able to give you an answer then. But and so then I'll delegate to you. Who should we pick? What wide receiver in the first three yeah. rounds? Well, man, I'm, I'm an Ohio State fan. So I would say Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson if they're there. Uh, and, and I think one of those two will be there because Cleveland was going to take a receiver, but obviously they got rid of their 13th pick. Uh, and they got Amari Cooper, and I think I heard I think I heard that Jarvis Landry's coming back. So either way, they're not gonna they're not gonna have that that first round pick, and those guys are gonna be gone mid first round, maybe early second round. Um, but I like those two because uh, Chris Olave he reminds me a lot of like Keenan Allen. Um, he's yeah. very sharp with his routes, but he's very, he's like a he has a very he's 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 very quick. Like uh, his forty. You know, he runs like a four, three, nine or whatever, but he's very fast in the long game. You just watch some Ohio State games. Um, but I think what, uh, what what type of receiver do you feel like the offense needs? Oh, I would say I would say you need like a true X. And those guys aren't true X's, uh, but that would be like um, the one that I actually like would be later on in the draft. And I talk, I was talking to LP about it. And I, and I said, it, I think Jordan, Jordan Ross from Clemson, he's like six, four, two, fifteen. Uh, he can play inside and out, uh, but you can you can get that too from like uh, Christian. Well, he's Watt. a tall, lanky guy. Yeah, Me you get before that. I put on the beer belly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get that from like Christian Watson out of North Dakota State too. He's like a true X guy. Um, but a lot of guys are saying like Trayvon Trayvon Burks. I I don't know him, uh, but a lot of people say they could use him like Debo Samuel. So yeah, I, I love Debo free jab. But we could we could use guy. we could use CDs like we use like they use Debo. I mean, yeah, uh, CD just, man, uh, like I love CD, but he needs to take that next step. Like, yeah. it, 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 like it's it's not just like the drops. Like drops are gonna happen to happen to everybody, but to on a weekly basis, he was just on the wrong page with Dak. You know, like you you see it all the time where Dak would throw a pass thinking CD was gonna be somewhere and he wasn't. Like I don't know, like they need to work on that. Like I don't, I can't put the blame all on CD, but it, it is kind of telling where Jerry was coming out throwing shade about the receivers running the wrong routes. You know, <laughs> you, you know who they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it seems like those players when they, I mean Oklahoma is not a small college by any means, but um, you know it just seems like sometimes when they get in Dallas, the stars are too bright. You know, so that's I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean it happens. It happens all the time, but. Um, 
So yeah, to, look, but but yeah, you can definitely talk me into a tall receiver. I gravitate more to them. I like the possession receivers. Keep the body catchers away from me. I'm traumatized enough from Terrence Williams. I want yeah. nothing to do with no body catchers. They got to be hands catchers. And if you can go up above a defender and get the ball, like a fade route type of guy, that's always a plus. But but yeah, you can definitely talk me into a true X possession receiver. Yeah, okay. and I think I know. I think I think Simi's uh, gonna develop into that um if he does develop i mean he's i think he's like six five runs a four three seven so that would be your guy and like and i was i was talking to camber and i was like if you just i mean if you just put him in the red zone to you know start him out like what corners what corner is going to match up (laughs) against that guy you know right i'm worried about his lateral quickness that seems to be what holds him back but yeah he definitely has the vertical speed and the height so yeah i like your idea your idea of put him in the red zone, <laughs> throw, throw yeah, him a face yeah. pass. He's tall, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I think at 20, I think at 24, I bet we draft a, like a, a lineman. I bet it's going to be, uh, I, bet, I think it's going to be that guard. I think his name is Kenyon Green. Uh, that, I think that's who it's, it's actually going to be. Um, I'm hearing a lot of different offensive linemen linked to us, uh, which makes me feel good because I'm usually, you know, uh, not a first round offensive lineman guy, but uh, like we're down to Connor McGovern, a left uh, left guard, Tyler Biotis at center. And he, depending on how you feel about Tyron's health at left tackle, I don't know. And, and Terrence Steele, he could be hit or miss. He did a lot better, but I don't feel great about the offensive line as a whole. And it, it, it if you, if you are committed to running the ball and trying to take the pressure off the the, the pass game, you're going to have to get some interior offensive linemen in here because it, it was bad toward the end of the season. We couldn't do nothing up the middle. Like every run up the middle was getting stuffed or a loss. And it, it, it was bad. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's what makes that so bad is they, you know, like you said, we, they forced that running back, but like the plays that you know are going to work like in the San Francisco game, the one drive you scored on, Tony's playing that almost that entire drive. So it's like, it's like, why? What? I mean, you you have to switch it up. I get it. You paid him, you know, whatever eighteen million he counts this year or whatever. But it's like, I mean, you you have to use your playmakers that when they're better than your starter, uh, they're doing better than your starter. Then then you just you're supposed to play. I mean, I don't know what else it's to just, say about it, that. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, why is an owner like you were crying? like preseason because you wanted to do whatever it takes to win another Super Bowl. And then you're forcing Zeke on a torn MCL to play as the, the workhorse. When Tony Pollard was showing early on, he was every bit as good as the healthy Zeke and then better than Zeke whenever he tore his MCL, like down the season, like, why aren't you playing your best player? Like I get that you paid him, but it just, it doesn't add up to me. I don't get it. <laughs> what, what What's the disconnect? Yeah. Uh, so if if the, if you have a if you have a chance to grab one of these uh, one of these big time free agents that are still out there, let's say on the defensive side of the ball, do you want do you want Bobby or do you want someone else? Oh, I'll take Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't go wrong. You have you have Bobby Wagner and you have Jabril Cox back there. You mix in Micah, whether he's on you know back there as well or on the defensive line. That's that's scary. He's, we've seen what Dan Quinn can do with Bobby Wagner. He's not he's not all pro Bobby Wagner anymore, but man, yeah, it, it, he he's still really good. And yeah, and I 
I'm excited for Jabril Cox. Like, oh, yeah. he's one of my favorite players on the whole team, and I, I have such high expectations for him. And I think him with Bobby Wagner back there, you let you let Mike go to the defensive line a little more. I think that's scary. I love that. But, yeah, other than that, give me J-Ron Curse, you know. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take J-Ron Curse back as well. They better resign him. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I, so, Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, are they, they're both free agents, right? I don't. I don't think. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Didn't uh, Jay Lou sign a two-year contract or something he, last yeah, year? Yeah, he. Yeah, he might. He might have been. He. Yeah. I thought. I thought one of them was only a one-year, but I, I could I be wrong. I'm not. I, I'm, I not think, I'm not. I think they're both guy. bad. Yeah, okay. I, th- I think. I think they're both on the team next year. I, I'm okay. not 100 percent sure, but I think they are. Okay. But that, that Calvin makes... Joseph, uh, he's my guy too. I think he's really good, but it's a matter of staying on the field and getting opportunities and overcoming the politics like <laughs> we know we have to <laughs> yeah uh so, yeah because I, I know a lot of guys like um i know you said you haven't done any you do like your deep dive next month but like sauce gardner from cincinnati uh his big thing is like he went up against calvin austin who a lot of people love from memphis uh he's like their wide receiver pet cat because he's he's like he's a super fast quick guy uh but um this sauce gardner he didn't allow a single touchdown in college. Uh, he yeah. when he played against Alabama, I believe like he only allowed 13 yards against their receivers, and that's like wide receiver you. Uh, so I know a lot of a lot of people. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like like him. But uh, you said so, Sauce Gar- Gardner, right? Yeah, Sauce Gardner. Yeah. So uh, well, where's he projected to go? Uh, I think it's I think it's like middle of the first round. I think they said McDuffie's going to be the first one. He's out of Washington, and then. Uh, I think Elam would be the second one, and then Sauce Gardner was the third one. And who's the defensive tackle that everybody wants? That everybody's talking about is it Derek Brown? Is that his name? No, no it's uh, I think it's Devontae Wyatt. Yeah, it's really? Devontae. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he's like he like he's from Georgia. He only played a certain. He's, he's a two down player at Georgia, uh, but he ran the. Um, I think he, he was the one that ran like that four seven nine forty at three hundred and thirty oh, yeah. pounds. Something crazy. Did I get hit by truck, man? <laughs> Imagine getting hit by that. <laughs> yeah, that, that. Um. So like, if we, oh man, I don't even I don't even know where to go with this. So like, if 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 you have a, do, do you think Trayvon? Obviously, he's not going to keep his his numbers from last year, uh, like his interception numbers. Um, do you think he can move into that, that like elite prospect, that elite kind of player where he doesn't allow so many yards, but his, he gets half of his interceptions. Do you think? What do you yeah, think there? Uh, I could go off on a tangent about that. Let's, but... let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, a lot of those yards are bullshit if we're being on. I'm sorry for cussing, but <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 they're complete nonsense. Like, uh, a lot of them are deserved, you know, but there's there's some catches like he's in zone and, and like uh, he gives up an underneath route. Someone misses a tackle, you know, Trayvon's going down the field, you know, makes the tackle. Yeah, it's attributed to Trayvon because he was the nearest zone defender like yeah, a lot or like. We we seen uh, Kazi where he he'd miss on a play uh, yeah. he'd miss an easy interception and uh, we saw it twice in a big catch <laughs> and it goes against it goes against Trayvon because he was the corner like there's a lot of nonsense there's some plays where 
I forget the name, the Broncos receiver, where uh, he was in perfect position. The dude just made an amazing catch. Like, what are you going to do? He would have caught it on any corner. It would have been it would have been Dion because it was the best uh, possible position you could have been in. And it was still a touchdown. But those yards are, are, are nonsense. The, the people saying he gave up the most yards. Like if we actually went down and watched and attributed what he actually deserved to him, he's not giving up the most yards in the league. But yeah, to your point, I would take less uh, less interceptions for a little more lockdown. He was getting loose like a couple times. Like he gave up a, a pass to AJ Green. That yeah. was just inexcusable. He he has made mistakes. I would take a little more lockdown, but can't take. You can't turn down an interception, man. <laughs> yeah. Give me all the interceptions. I don't I, think I, he's gonna get eleven, but I'll take like seven. You know. I, I think his. I, I it's not a problem, but he plays the trail technique so well. But sometimes that burns him. Because, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, like, you know, with him being Stefan's brother, he teaches him all the routes and and, uh, and playing receiver himself. Um, but, like, I think he plays that trail technique so much and then relies on his speed. And then it, it – but one of my, my biggest thing with him is that I, it's kind of like um, he gets kind of lackadaisical out there. Like, the effort isn't all the way there. I mean, I, might, yeah. I, might be, I know I'm not the only person to see that, but I don't think a lot of people pointed out, like, his effort isn't always 100 that Cardinals game was the most egregious where it seemed like his effort wasn't all the way there, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's something that he needs to work on. He's only a year or two player. <laughs> yeah. He's all pro in year two. And he has like all the intangibles, the size, the speed, the, you know, the closing speed, the hands, uh, he, he just gets down. He keeps stays locked in from start to finish. There, there's not going to be a better corner than him. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, man. Like that, that uh, Panthers game, the DJ Moore, he got a bunch of yards on Trayvon. A lot of it was him running routes underneath and going through a lot of trash to get Trayvon off of him, catching the ball, yep. you know, getting a whole bunch of yards after the catch. And then, bam, Trayvon gave up, you know, 100 and something yards to DJ Moore. It's, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of give and take. Yeah, those, those goddamn mess routes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I know you're a big Micah Parsons fan, I, and you even retreated you one time, I believe. You had that picture yeah. of him in the line or whatever. Uh, so do you um, do you think that they should play him more at defensive end this year? Uh, more I than think defense? so. Yeah. Uh, uh, defensive end is just the more important position. Like it, it, we 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 see when he's at linebacker, they can throw away from him. They they can they can go away from Michael Parsons, but when he's on the defensive line, he's in your face. <laughs> it's just a more impactful position, and you want your generational pass rusher. Like he he's per snap the best pass rusher in the league. He gets the most pressures at the highest percentage, and I would I would much rather have him on the line where he's just wrecking havoc, you know, all game long, rather than you know where he can be in pass coverage and they just throw away from him. But that's just my opinion. No, I, I actually like that. I and I would prefer like uh like my fa- one of my favorite defensive concepts is the wide nine. Uh yeah. and like him wide lining up in wide nine against like some some, you know, uh like second year tackle or whatever, he's just gonna absolutely destroy them. Um, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, and um I think uh I actually think the wide nine helps contain a more elusive quarterback in the pocket because you're coming out. And then you're kind of like trapping him in there, especially if you have a good defensive tackle pushing him up and you have one linebacker spying. Uh, I, I believe that's, that's my belief. I think they should play more wide nine with the, with like the more elusive quarterbacks coming in. 
Uh, but like I said, that's just that's just my opinion. What what are your thoughts on why? I don't know. You know, it's, you it's know funny. Why. It's so funny you say that because I remember a couple games last year leading up to it. They're like, "Do you think you should use uh, Mike as the Q, QB spy?" I'm like, "No, I want him. You know, playing wide nine, like yeah. where he where he is. You get to play contained. You get to have like a wide uh, barrier around the quarterback. If he does take off, you're there. But you know, you can close the pocket in on him and keep yep. him in the pocket." Whereas QB spy, you're out in coverage and you have to run through a lot of trash and all that. So it, it's funny you say that because against the mobile quarterbacks, I have the exact same idea as you. Yeah, you see it. You see it a lot. And uh, I know, like, like I said, Ohio State plays a lot of wide nine. Um, uh, like um, Nick Bosa got a lot of sacks playing wide nine. Uh, and mm-hmm. then you see like. Um, Makes it hard to double as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then like you, you see clips of it and like the 49ers run it all the time against um against Kyler and we've all seen how Kyler plays against the 49ers uh so and so speaking of of, of a different division the AFC West they're loaded <laughs> absolutely loaded um one of my things is I actually I the, that charger that you know the Cowboys charger whatever no envy Chris whatever the fuck his name is um <laughs> I'm actually I actually like Justin Herbert I actually think he um I with a good right tackle, like if you get him a good right tackle, uh, I think is Bakhtiari back this year. I think he's back. I think he's the best quarterback in that division. Really? You what think state? he's better than Mahomes? Yes. Yes. I don't hate it. Like I love <laughs> Herbert. You know, yeah. <laughs> I have I have him like I don't think he's I think he's right under my top five with uh with Tom Brady coming back. But yeah, but he, he's right in the mix, man. And I, I don't hate anyone who says he's above Patrick Mahomes because he has all the talent. Yeah. I remember watching the watching that Raiders game where he was doing everything. Every fourth down, he's doing a crazy throw to complete it. And his arm talent is just incredible. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think the argument against Patrick Mahomes, whereas Justin Herbert doesn't make you know, the, the same silly mistakes as Patrick does, but I think Patrick is a little more explosive than he is. Yeah. It, and uh, like, like he's, I think, yeah, Patrick is, he's very, very good at the off script stuff, just like Russell, you know, Russell's yeah. really good at, and, and it's kind of funny that that division is like that because it's almost like Derek Carr and Justin Herbert are almost like the same kind of quarterback too. Uh, but you know, yeah. Derek Carr, he makes you know he makes some really bonehead mistakes. But but, but that, he's really that, good too. He doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say he's like borderline top ten easily. Uh, yeah. But he uh, especially you know, with Devontae Adams, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's pretty. He's a pretty clutch quarterback, Derek Carr. He is. he really is. That, that's yeah. something that goes under the radar. He he wins a lot of games in the clutch. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. That then that division is just that division is bonkers. So. Uh, you live, like you said, you live in you live um, in Western Illinois. So you're you're almost like AFC West and uh, almost like NFC North. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of what kind of rivalries do you you come in with? It's probably Bears fans, Rams fans, and Chiefs fans, correct? Well, uh, believe it or not, uh, it, Cowboys fans are probably the second most out of all of them. Oh really? But, yeah, there's Cowboys fans everywhere. You go to a Chiefs game, there, there's like uh, I went there twice and there was more Cowboys fans probably both times, <laughs> but the chiefs were bad those years uh, to be fair. But uh, I'd say the chiefs fans are definitely up there, especially after winning the super bowl, they're everywhere. Rams, not as much because they did move to LA. I know some people who like 
kind of disown them after they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't care. I'd be, oh, okay, we're in Los Angeles now. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's Bears fans. There's a lot of Packers fans and Steelers fans. But, again, that's like Cowboys, Packers, and Steelers fans are everywhere. Yeah, the rivalries are – the biggest rivalry here is uh, Bears and Packers. Uh, a, lot, a lot of uh, Chiefs fans hate the Broncos. But, but yeah, Cowboys are, are everywhere. And uh, I think they hate us the most for whatever reason. <laughs> it seems like they, every single one of them hates the Cowboys. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's crazy that our fan base is so big. So, I was, I was going to lead in to ask you, like, what's it like living I, – I guess I still can't. So, like, what's it like living in enemy territory as a Cowboys fan, even though there's a good amount of Cowboys fans there? Oh, I love it. You know, you know I me, mean, man. Yeah, I get, I get in the bushes, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in the trenches. I, I'm that. I'm basically that guy who's walking up the stadium. Have you seen that video of that that Ravens fan that was at the Browns game and he's laughing as they score the game when he touched down? They're all flipping them off. That's me. <laughs> I'm an enemy territory, man. Cowboys. I don't care if we win or lose. I'm talking. <laughs> That's just how it goes. <laughs> so let's. Uh... If, if, um, let's see here. What was I going to say? If, if you, had, if you had a chance to bring, uh, not, not, not Amari Cooper, not, don't do Amari Cooper. If you had a chance to bring one person back from within the last four years to play on this team, who would it be? The last four years? Yeah, so last, is it someone, someone that we let go within the last four years? Whoever you wanted to be in within the last four years. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> that, that's a tough one i was really sad about the randy gregory one that was all my birthday and everything <laughs> oh, oh happy, happy belated birthday man hey appreciate you the cowboys didn't give a damn but well that is what it is <laughs> uh yeah i think i don't know man. we haven't really let go of anyone that really hurts my feelings like too much it's just more or less the compensation coming back that bothers me. Like, you're only yeah. getting a fifth-round pick for Amari Cooper. Like, you didn't get anything for Lyle Collins. Uh, it, but, yeah, I'd say Randy Gregory. Uh, right. he, 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 was, he was doing really well. He got injured. He missed, like, four games. He was playing with injury when he came back. So the stats kind of don't show how dominant he was. But before that injury, he, he was having an all-pro season as well. Like, that, that man was – destroying games like the 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 Patriots game for example we don't win that game without him in that Goldberg spirit you know <laughs> yep so yeah I'd say Randy Gregory what about you oh man um I I mean they just let him go but I I did like I did like Jarwin uh, yeah. I think he, I think he's I think he's overall the better the better tight end uh, it, it sucks that he has that injury also I don't think that they let him go so um but like, so speaking of tight ends, like we we need one that blocks. Um, <laughs> I've 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 always wanted them to just elevate Ralston and just keep him, just keep him as as like your. So he would basically be your fullback and like your fourth tight end. Uh, but I think uh, you could use him. I don't know how good his hands are, but like like the 49ers use uh, Kyle Juszczyk. I mean, yeah. Like, why not? <laughs> that that's the way. It, and I think that's what frustrates me about uh, this this team and this front office is they always run a certain way. Like you see all these other teams, like they're adapting like the college styles and these other kind of different kinds of receivers. I mean, even Cordell Patterson. Yeah, Cord- Cordell Patterson just got signed again for who knows how much. And 
he's basically like an old Debo Samuel and we don't, yeah. we don't, we don't use our guys like that. So it's, it's kind of frustrating, um, I guess. Yeah, it definitely is. It seems like, uh, I don't know, we've been frustrating in a lot of different areas and uh, I, I don't know why, but the offense, uh, the just the philosophy, it, it's kind of dated. Like you don't need to be, you don't need a workhorse running back to have an efficient offense nowadays. Like it, it, it is what it is. Like sure, it helps, but you don't need to be a ground and pound team. Like how many ground and pound teams do you see winning the Super Bowl? Like not many. Like, right. <laughs> you get your pass protection right. Like we're talking about tight ends. Like yes. Don Schultz ain't blocking anybody. We need a tight end who can block if our offensive line ain't blocking anybody, which last season it wasn't. But if you can get some offensive linemen in here that can actually do their job and, you know, give Dak some time, you know, maybe allow Dak to hit that game-winning throw to Cedric Wilson against the 49ers, then you can get away with not having a blocking tight end. But until then, you know, we need all of it. But, hey, were you on the Kyle Pitts train last year? I can't remember. I was. I was. was. Yes, I was. There we go. Yeah, and people, you know, people call him a bust after one game, and it's just like, I can't stand that guy. I don't don't even know his fucking name. Uh, Oh, it's Frankie, that Frankie fucking Jay guy. Yeah. (laughs) I never interacted with him, but everybody else that I'm cool with was, you know, Tuck and everybody else was just having all sorts of issues. But yeah, you're blocked. I'm not dealing with this nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, so, so speaking of Tuck, like you were on, you were on like all like when when you come up and so I was like, I uh, like I see I just went back I went back and looked through your your YouTube stuff and you had like, uh you know you had BJ you had Tuck you had Shane, uh so yeah. tell me what it's like like because I've only done like one or two podcasts with people uh the it would be uh, the Across the Cowboys guys, and LP uh so like what's it like working with those different content creators and the things you learn and the other stuff like that. It's actually like not to sound dramatic, but it kind of blew my mind in the beginning because I told Nick this, but I was watching his channel like legitimately. I would watch like all of his mock drafts and everything, Star Game podcast. I I was a big fan of his like before uh, I ever interacted with him. And and then to eventually get on like uh, he brings me on his show. Uh, we do the Twitter spaces with each other and stuff. Yep. He wanted to start a podcast, you know, just I, we had him on the Talking Boys with the Boys podcast and everything. I was like, man, this, like you're uh, you're going to say I'm like dumb as hell. But I, I like looked at you like you're you were like a celebrity to me. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was cool as hell to do stuff. And then like Tuck and everything, we uh, we got cool because of, uh, you know, pitch train. And, and like we worked together a few times and that guy is like had my back from thick and thin when you know people were being shady he was one of the people outspoken having my back just like you were and um yeah and to work with Shane that guy messages me all the time <laughs> love you Shane yeah you're, you're a brother to me man and uh, uh yeah to work with all these guys who I looked up to I wrote a letter before I even started my off top, brought it back and everything, like name name drop specific people who I looked up to. I wanted to be like when I made my content and I worked with all those people <laughs> and it, it was really cool. And it, it definitely blew my mind. Uh, uh, not to, not to keep this going too long, but uh, uh, we were watching uh, the star game live uh, uh, their live stream during the draft. 
and I was with, with my wife, like she was just on her phone. We're kind of in the background. I'm on Twitter talking about our picks and they, they're like, Hey man, look, uh, look at, uh, look at this tweet. Uh, they, they read it off and it's a tweet that I wrote. <laughs> like, I don't remember what it was, but they're like dying laughing. They're like, Oh, that was Dylan. Yeah, man. Like they were talking. I was like, see, babe, told you I'm a celebrity. You know, I have to check the bushes when I walk outside, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Make sure there's no paparazzi popping out of me. <laughs> So, uh, you know, you, you say like, you're like, um, you're antisocial. So like, I, you know, I talk, I'm in, I'm actually in a, in a group chat with, with Nick's and I talk and I talk all the time in that thing. But when like, when he invites me to spaces, I'm like, dog, I ain't talking. <laughs> uh, so like, and he you know, loves the space. He'll be on there for hours. Yeah. But like, you look at it and he's got like 85, 90 people. You're like, man, I don't know if I can do this. And like his live, you know, his, uh, his, his star gang podcast. Uh, show that he does i'm just like man I, that's I a lot of that's a lot of people watching <laughs> like yeah, people don't know this about nicks but he owns his own store yeah so he work he works a, a normal like uh, he he works a normal business he runs a business during the day will come home do his podcast do his youtube you know and then hop on twitter space for five hours <laughs> that dude's work ethic is ridiculous and i it, man I, I don't know how he does it i don't know how he still has a voice man <laughs> but shout outs to him like, nothing but respect for him damn <laughs> so you are and, and you are on the talking talking boys with the boys podcast uh and those guys those guys have some crazy energy like it's yeah. like um so what's it uh, I so what's it like being able to because they get guests like Dallas media don't they yeah <laughs> we had Dean Blandino on there one time <laughs> so Dean what's Blandino that like of all people <laughs> but yeah they get everybody you, you met like Nick's Tuck like they, they everybody comes on there they, uh, they have people from 1053 the fan you know like all kinds of people RJ Choppy um uh, what the they their their grind is relentless too and uh the, for them to reach out and bring all these people in like I t I told Adam like you're are you a wordsmith like how do you get all these people to come on your show and stuff yeah. like you just talk you make everybody feel like they're a part of the family they come on like have a great time and uh, yeah salute to them like I don't know how they do it but they get everybody on their show <laughs> yeah it's i think i did see that one with dean Blandy. and it was right after the i think it was right after the uh the 49ers game wasn't it it was yeah. right after the yeah right after the the, the playoff oh, debacle. <laughs> yeah right after the playoff debacle uh so so um you're doing all these all these projects or whatnot are you do you plan on starting any of them back up uh like off top uh like around draft time or next season or What's your plan for the, the stuff that you had going on? Well, uh, a big thing for me is I never want to feel boxed into one thing. I don't want people to be like, uh, if I tweet something about, you know, the, the Lakers, I can't talk about it because I'm a Cowboys person. You know, people yeah. <laughs> like stick to the Cowboys. I, I, you're never going to tell me that. I'm going to talk about whatever I want. So uh, it, it, I'm going to stay with the TikTok stuff. Uh, I'm going to post videos, whatever I'm passionate about at the moment, whatever sparking my interest, I, I'll make a video about it. It could be something completely random. could be about the Cowboys. But, you know, as I get more invested, the Cowboys come back. I start feeling that hope again. There, You'll see a lot of Cowboys content on there again. And, of course, you'll find me on Twitter talking about the Cowboys and <laughs> everything else in between, too. Is, is your, so is your TikTok name the same as your as your Twitter handle? 
Yeah, you can find anywhere. Dylan eighty eight Wilson, TikTok, you know, uh, Twitter, all all of it. It's all Dylan eighty eight Wilson. Easy to find. Yep. So, start to wrap this up here. So, what is, um, if if you obviously, where do you, what do you see for this team in the next, uh, let's say the next three years? Like, what what do you obviously like the Super Bowl? But realistically, like, what do you what do you see this team accomplishing within the next three years? Uh, despite majority of Cowboys fans, seemingly, I think we have a, a top like seven to uh, to five quarterback. Uh, he uh, he's borderline elite. I think he's going to take us a lot a lot of uh, places, and uh, we have a solid team. We have good weapons. We have two all pro young players on a rookie and second year deal. <laughs> like, uh, the the future is bright and I think we continue to hit it out of the park with the draft. We get some uh some more young talent in here. Maybe get Sean Payton in a year. Like it's going to change the whole landscape of this team. Like it looks dark right now. Everybody's feeling bad because Stephen Jones, you know, being Stephen Jones and yeah. We're we're feeling bad because we're we're so burnt out after that 49ers loss, but yeah, we we get right back in it. You know. <laughs> Uh, we have all the talent. We have everything we need to do to go win a Super Bowl. So I, I ain't going to predict the Super Bowl, <laughs> but yeah, we should be contenders for all three of these next years. Yeah, especially with the NFC being down, you know, yeah. uh, you only, you only the have... NFC West in the East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, the NFC is like roughly like four to six team race, you know, standard playoff. And then you have, you have the AFC, which is like, it's almost like 10 to 12, maybe 14 teams. They they got they got like all the contenders over there. Like we have the Rams, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Bucks, uh, 49ers, I guess. Like I don't uh, like who's messing with those in, in the in the in the NFC, but AFC, you got like all the top quarterbacks over there. It's just a bloodbath. It's just a uh, and that's different than how it used to be. It used to be the NFC where it was the the bloodbath, but now it seems like the AFC is grueling. So yeah, they, bless their heart. Yeah, they all stacked up on they. I mean, it's surprising because they all stacked up their defenses too to go against these, you know, these these elite, almost great quarterbacks. You know, like the the AFC North. I mean, that's the, that's another bonkers. Um, you know, with I mean Lamar Jackson and now Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow and whatever. Russell, Mr. Russell Wilson's did. over there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Uh, so uh, we'll wrap this up. If you could give us your top three uh, Twitter followers for people to follow, Cryptic Ghost would have to be number oh, one, right? No, not me, not me, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, go follow Cryptic Ghost. And uh, I can't just give you three. Uh, I, I, I I don't know their Twitter names off the top of my head, but uh, but you said, if you say their names, I'll, I'll put them in. The, I'll put them in the description. Yeah, you got you got to go follow Nick's. Got to go follow my guys, Adam and Mark, and you got to follow Tuck. And, of course, <laughs> Tyler, Cryptic Ghost, <laughs> and uh, Steven. I'll give you five. How about that? Steven? Uh, about that five Stevie? <laughs> yeah, Steven. I think it's Steven Johnson. I think that's what it yep. is. Yeah, yeah, Stevie. All right, man, well, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, if you need anything – <laughs> yeah and uh, uh so yeah man if you if you need any if you need anything uh don't be afraid to reach out thank you i thank you so much for coming on it was a pleasure talking to you uh for the yeah. first time um and uh like i said 